Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Jim Patterson, CEO of Valor Metals. They're part of the Discovery Group, which includes Bluestone, Great Bear, and Fireweed Zinc, amongst others. Jim talks to us about the $1.2 million facility, credit facility that they've put in place to allow them to start drilling, hopefully in June, and with some results expected towards the end of the year, at which point they will need to go and raise some more money. We talk about Bluestone's recent 92 million raise and Great Bear's 20, possibly up to 30 million raise. So lots of things uh, to be excited about within the Discovery Group. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Jim, how are you doing, sir? Hi, Matt, how are you? Long time, it's been three weeks, it's been three weeks. Oh my God, I missed you. I, I missed know. you dearly. Me too, me too. But uh, here we are together, darling. Um, so <laughs> why don't we kick off with that one minute overview of the business first for people who may not have heard the story three weeks ago. Absolutely, so more information at valormetals.com. The company has a project in Northeastern Brazil, PGE, so Palladium Platinum. We have a resource there, 43101. Uh, we've just recently announced that we have the finances in place to complete the first phase of a two-phase program, drilling, expiration. First phase will be roughly a little under 3,000 meters and the second roughly the same amount. Uh, we will be there as soon as we can safely arrive on property and uh, do it from a logistical and, and then a, a sampling perspective so that we're not spreading COVID around the property or the town. We're gonna to do it safely, but we'll start as soon as we can. So what that means actually for us, the difference between the last time we talked, Matt, and now is that at the time uh, we didn't have the finances, the finances straightened out. So we were sitting there stuck in the muck. The difference now is we have a bridge facility organized and negotiated so we can start the expiration, drilling, okay. generate news and results and we're ready to roll um, pre-financing. Okay, well, okay, maybe let's talk about that in, in this order then. So, right, you've gone and got yourself a, a credit facility for 1.2 million bucks. It's a drawdown facility, so you've obviously paid to have that set up and you'll draw it down as and when you need it or as and when you can deploy it. What's the plan? What, what are you going to use it for um, and, you know, how over what period of time? For drilling, that's yeah. what the money will be used for. And there are some other things that we can do on the property, but the costs are quite low. Really the big costs will be drilling and, and assaying. So we have targets there. We've split it up, try to do it somewhat logically in, in both the phase one and two, we've got resource expansion, resource expansion, target advancement, and basically greenfield discovery drilling. So there'll be sort of a mix of each and each of those in each of the two programs. And um, what we think that'll help us do is appeal to slightly different audiences. Some people, particularly the people that follow us, they love when we're drilling new zones and pulling potholes and uh, mineralized intervals. Other people like to see that we're advancing the project. So are we growing the resource base? Are we looking at the asset value? We're looking at bringing this thing to a development stage. So we, we do both of those things to satisfy as large and broad an audience as possible. Okay. But the thing holding you back right now is, as you say, um, COVID restrictions in terms of get, getting there and, and doing too much. Um, likewise, you don't. It's a kind of indeterminate period um, that you'll, you know, be restricted in what you're going to be capable of doing. So, 1.2 million bucks is going to stretch until when? Until you've used it up, and then, and then what? Well, I don't think actually will be as delayed as you think. It, it, 
certainly different regions of Brazil are, have been affected differently. Uh, there is a there's a variety in terms of the outbreak. In the area that we're working, there isn't really a big impact. And so at this time, we believe it would be safe to move rigs in. Uh, there are some issues in Fortaleza, which is a town of about three million people. That's about four hours away. There, you know, it's it's actually getting pretty serious. But outside in the area near Capitan Moore, it isn't. So I don't think we'll be as delayed as other places in the world. There isn't a, a outright ban on on work like there are in different countries. So, you know, if we're planning for June, okay. So to answer your question, so to answer your question, probably if we're drilling, it's going to be three to four months. Of, of of drilling that we'd be able to get through with that bridge loan. So between now and then, I'm going to have to run around with my hat in my hand and try to convince others to um, to co-invest with us. Okay. So, I mean, obviously it depends what the drill bit discovers as to what you're going to ask for in terms of an yeah. amount. But you are going to have to go back out for equity this side of Christmas um, to be able to kind of expand the, the work. So. Is it a case of when you know, you'll know and you'll tell us? Or do you have an idea in your mind today, you know, what you're going to need to raise? Yeah, it won't be in excess of three million Canadian dollars okay. for the two-phase program. Okay, so small. Including the 1.2 or excluding? Uh, that would be including that. Right, okay. Okay, so there's a relatively small program. Um, okay, well, f- look, fine on, on that. Just, you know, let us know how you get on, um, obviously. Um, you know, I think people will... They can press the link below in the description to look at the previous interview we did, where you kind of went into, you know, more detail about how you're approaching this and the and the business plan for for um, Valor. But talk to me about the Discovery Group because you've had two quite big announcements with the, within the rest of the group which you're involved with. Absolutely. So within, I think we just looked at the date, the first of May. I think it was where Bluestone closed a ninety-two million dollar Canadian bought deal financing, which is phenomenal. And then this morning, uh, Great Bear announced a $20 million bought deal and it was upsized. The, the latest announcement is 33 Canadian. So we'll see how that all settles out when it actually closes. The f- it's supposed to be closing by the f- first or second of June. So a lot of capital is being raised. Our group is on fire. The, the management teams, those companies are really knocking it out of the park. The investment community obviously supports what they're doing and the use of pro the proposed use of proceeds, very exciting projects. And uh, and I can tell you behind the scenes in our group at Discovery Group, even though we're not together in the same room, we're communicating a lot and there's a lot happening. We're trying to make, take advantage of, of this marketplace and get after it and do what we do best is uh, build teams and, and uh, run exploration programs and try to make discoveries and add value that way. Well, that's phenomenal. I mean, 92 million bucks, um, absolutely phenomenal for, for Bluestone. We've, we've interviewed them a, a couple of times, you know, pretty pretty good numbers uh, on that project. Um, you excited about what they're going to do with that money? Yeah, and phenomenal support from the Lundin family in that case. I think a lot of times people don't, t- they aren't able to do a lot of research themselves, but when they know who else is in the deal and, and you as an institutional investor or family office will understand that, they ask you who else is in the deal. Well, the Lundins are in the deal. They know their stuff and they've made a major commitment to the company project. Well, you, well you've been involved with the Lundins for a while. I have, I have no, I mean, they're, they're major shareholders of, of Bluestone, but certainly, um, 
Lucas has invested in several companies in our group over the years, or, or, or the, the trusts associated with the Lundin family. Kamenak was a really good example of that. That was a really good win. And um, I think that they were probably happy with that investment. But I would, I would say that uh, each individual investment is made on its own merits. And in the case of uh, Bluestone, it was through a connection that John Robbins had that we were able to make that uh, the presentation. Bluestone was able to make the presentation to Lucas Lundin initially for him to initially invest in the, in the project. Okay. Well, it's um, exalted, exalted territory you're moving into. So um, thanks again. Um, we hope you can do something with that 1.2. I hope you do get back into country and, you know, and uh, start that drill program. Uh, let us know how you get on. We'll definitely keep in touch. I can promise you that. And appreciate the opportunity to talk to your, uh, your audience. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.